Hello and welcome to Like Minded Podcast. This is episode nine and I am joined here today with Bob Towers, my co-host. How are you, Bob? Hi, Caitlin. I'm very well. How are you? What have you been up to lately? Oh, I'm very well, thank you. Well, I know you can't see, well, you can see me, but the listeners can't, but I've been on a night shift, so I do apologise why I look like this. Um, I was on a night shift last night. Oh, I've never done one in my life. Oh, are you, I, and I thought an, an old lady had made her way through to, on, onto the podcast today. I thought I'd got the wrong person. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, but I'm super excited, as I always am, uh, about this episode because we are joined here today with the Rubbish Shakespeare Company. So uh, we are joined here with Lee, Clem and Alex. How are Hi. you guys? Hello. Hi. Hi, everybody. Welcome, guys. This is great because this is the first time we can say properly, our guests are rubbish today, our guests are rubbish. (laughs) Fully agree with you. Fully agree with you. Oh, wait, we are the worst. So we would like to start with Alex and just say, introduce yourself about the company. Where did it all start? Back in 2007. So... Yeah, over to you. Yeah, um, so it, it started with a, um, a module. Uh, we, we all went to Liverpool John Moores University. Um, in fact, actually, Lee and Clem were the year below me. And, and I... He always brings that up. Did you both did... have to, like, fag for him during your university days? Was he the bully in the university? Is that how it was? No, yeah. he used to wear no shoes. That's how he was known, Alex. No yeah. shoes. Really? He used to wear no shoes when he, he, he was walking down the street. Even to his graduation, there are pictures of him walking up and, and meeting all the deans with no shoes and a kilt. I, I yeah. don't know. Wow. <laughs> wow. I got I got I got told off in the Anglican Cathedral. Someone I was wearing like a stripy top and uh, someone, a steward steward was shouted after me and went, Oh he's stripy, put some shoes on. <laughs> Uh, I'd turn like, no. Wow. Uh, <laughs> As you do. Oh, well yeah. done, Alex. I'm impressed with that. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. It was uh, I, I liked it, and then and then I met my wonderful wife and got married, and I wear shoes now. <laughs> oh, you've conformed, mate. You've, t- you've sold out. I know. I know. Um, yeah. So anyway, anyway, we. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it was a module in, in at John Moore's uh, University about kind of the community context, so theatre within the community. Um, and myself and three other um, friends, we decided to kind of create, um, put, do a Shakespeare show, but a street theatre. Obviously, with street mm-hmm. theatre, you can't do like a, an hour show. So we, we wanted to condense it into five minutes or something. <laughs> super kind of frantic but get the bare bones across of the story trying to keep mm. the language in there but but add our own little flavor so we did um we we adapted Romeo and Juliet and, and Macbeth and we went down and we performed these in Williamson Square just outside the playhouse uh and we got a real kind of a, a good crowd and um, not not just our friends people just in Liverpool out shopping or for the day that they, they would come and see us and, and got a really positive reaction from that um, and from that so we didn't want to stop that just because it was just a module because 
we were really invested in it. So then we did the Tempest, and I think we went down again and just off our own backs, so and we did that. And and there was a there was a TA there from from a school over on the Wirral, um, and was like, "Have you, mm-hmm. you considered doing this in in schools? Kids would love this." I, I mean, I got like the penny dropped with us, like the literal penny. We're like, "Oh, we, we could actually make some money from doing this. This is great." Mm-hmm. So so kind of throughout university, we started to do the odd go over to a school locally and do the odd little show in a workshop um, and and then afterwards um, I was keen to kind of push this company forward. So, so one, basically he sacked those lot off and <laughs> um, uh, one by one yeah, they, the they left. Right, <laughs> <laughs> well one by one they got drawn down to London for the bright lights of London, and and I upgraded them with uh, with oh, without them. Good choice of words. Good choice of words. Yeah, I, I really hope they don't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> My Correct God, if this was the upgrade, I'd hate to see the uh, the, the basic model. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Thanks, Bob. We know you've got our back. <laughs> You'll get used to it. You'll get used to it. All right. <laughs> Yeah, and then, so and then when, was, when you were doing when you were doing street, you know, uh, the, the street performances, what what were the limitations there? Because surely you were limited in terms of props and costumes and whatever. How, how did you deal with all that? That that was kind of the the idea. That's the challenge. Like I, I like we all feel quite passionately about Shakespeare. Isn't a theatre? Isn't for just like a stifled theatre show for a certain person of wealth to go and view it and and then and the education background that's not what Shakespeare is about like mm, he, mm. he wrote for everybody and and like mm. his plays are like filthy <laughs> like there is a full of like I, I don't know should, should, innuendo innuendo I, I know we're allowed to swear on this podcast but I'm also aware that we're like a creative education company that I don't <laughs> want to uh... anyway um yeah <laughs> so we um we want to take it away and, and and one of the things to do that w- was to perform it in its simplest way so we didn't have many props or cost we didn't have any costumes really tried to make it really simple we had like a, an old bucket that i used as like a, a seat in my my room <laughs> and we would just put like um, old wigs in that we, we would go and raid the, the costume department at, um, at uni and just take some wigs and, and whatever um, go to like smithies get some really cheap like little sliding daggers and stuff like that and and yeah, that'll be yeah. our props and then you you show character through a simple representation and mm-hmm. and you know character work and that's always been our leading principle. Uh, if you want yes. to be fancy and if you want to be posh, you can say it is, uh, I'm, I'm very much into Yershi y- Grotowski and his poor theater, towards a poor theatre ideals. Um, so you, if you want to be fancy, that that's kind of where it kind of comes from, this idea that you, you work with what you have and you don't need that set and that costume. And, and we've always continued that on. Yeah, and just to add to what Alex has said there, over the years, that, that, that whole kind of of aesthetic of just having really shoddy wigs and just props with kind of bought from the pound store or you know even 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 cheaper places at point points um has kind of added 
over the years, the, like the rubbish aesthetic. It's you know, it, it's come to yeah, come to mean what the company is. Like yeah. the the rubbish Shakespeare company. Not only are, do we have very low production quality to our shows, um, but also you know, it, it's rubbish because we do get we do get bits wrong intentionally in the performances a lot of the times. And also the, the idea generally is it's Shakespeare for all. Everybody should be able to do yeah. Shakespeare, yeah. to see yeah. it, to perform in it. And, um, you know, the idea is if, if you can see us in the middle of a city centre with silly wigs on, waving a curtain pole at someone, pretending it's a magic staff, <laughs> then you can do it. If us, if us three yeah. or four, usually we do performances with four people, if us four idiots can do this, then you can do it. And that's kind yeah. of the, the message we want to leave with people. It's basically punk, isn't it? Like we're just, we're just, yeah. Uh, like a punk <laughs> it's band. punk, Shakespeare. <laughs> oh, I think we've invented something else here. That that's. But I, I love that kind of ethos that you've got um, about taking Shakespeare back to the people, because you know a lot of people would argue that um, in the last however many hundred years, Shakespeare has become the kind of. Um, under the control of the elite and it's seen as something that is inaccessible and the work that you are doing is making it accessible to ordinary kids and, and stuff and that means the um, reinterpreting the, the language and stuff so how does that work because how do you make that kind of sometimes complex and dark language how do you make it accessible for children and young people and, and to, yeah the, the general public? I've talked um, quite a lot, but I can happily go on. <laughs> go on, so, Clem, so I'm going to take over. You. Have a go. <laughs> have, have a go. Have a go. I get, I get the pity talk. So uh, yeah. everyone, the, 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 big, the big boys were coming in a bit. Yeah, yeah. On, you try turn down the radio for thirty. So don't turn down your radio. This is a great podcast. Um, but. <laughs> um, no, so we, we we do it essentially. We we rewrite it. Lee's Lee's usually responsible. Lee and Lee and someone else. So it might be me, like might be Alex. And we'll reinterpret the play. We'll look at it from scratch. Um, take the the main story points and look at the look at the some of the language. Some of the language you really want to keep. Some of the important bits. The things that people will recognise. Um, and then take that and and work from there. Really, a lot of it comes down to the scripting. And the scripting is brilliant. Lee, I'll give you that. But also. It's down to the workshop and to the actors, the way that they come into the space. And we've got we've got a little pool of actors that we use quite regularly who are absolutely top notch, who come into the space and will um, will bring it to life. They'll add their own bits. We've got people who are specialists in clowning, people who are specialists in mm. in comedy, stand up comedy, um, loads loads of little bits. And they'll bring it all in and they'll they'll bring their own magic to it. So interestingly, every time we get a different actor, we'll get a really interesting take on each part uh, can i just add, add um about our process um it has kind of changed over the years um because originally uh well still to this day in, in the education side when we're going to schools we don't have the funds really to um supply a a, a kind of week-long rehearsal period what we usually do is we'll get our scripts to actors which is a bare bones shakespeare this is how we used to do it mm. anyway and uh, we have four hours rehearsal sometime that week to flesh it out oh and just and, and originally it's why we hired such strong improvisers yeah because that's yeah. we had it, it was just backs against the wall type thing we just yeah. had this amount of time to get this rehearsed and 
we did it. Um, some of the some of the spaces we just we made used, sure we hired people were incredible. So, some of the spaces we used were incredible. We used um, just like back alley, like really rubbish places. There were bits with rubbish on the walls and graffiti. And I think we rehearsed. I think we rehearsed in a in in a, one of a, a band studio once, which was just. Uh, I can't. It was a. It was an absolute punk. dump. It was punk. <laughs> it was punk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's that's kind of how we. That's how we used we used to do it. We just we'd give them a bare bomb script. Hope hope they could remember most of the Shakespeare. Which I'll be honest, a lot of the times they didn't. They just improvised when they got to certain bits. Um, but as as the years have kind of drawn on and we've moved more into into touring national touring theatre, um, obviously we've. We've we've changed a little bit the scripts. Uh, we we do write the scripts up a bit more these days, but we still we still allow for that play and that kind of uh, development and devising aspect to it too. Because we just think the more our performers are having fun, the more the audience will have fun once they get to see it. Yeah, I think the the, the key thing for us is is, is that play. Uh, it's as soon as you get into the rehearsal um, process, it's all about playing with it because. Mm-hmm we're after a certain energy like uh, our perform you know condensing a Shakespeare play into an hour is you've got to be pretty frenetic to, to kind of get that through and and that's what we want our energy to be it's it's very high energy work so if we can get in there and we can play and we can improvise um, and we have that high energy we will enjoy ourselves on stage and I think going back to that question like how do you connect with the audience it's, mm. If we're enjoying ourselves, if we're, if we're relishing telling the story and um, imp- improvising, having fun with it, um, you know, the, the the language, then the audience will enjoy that as well because they want to be part of that fun. And part of, and part of it is, you know, we do involve the audience. You know, going back to that that idea that there is it's not it's not a typical stage it's not we're on stage and you're the audience we will go into the audience yeah. um, I mean like who knows what we're going to do now but um yeah oh yeah we, as, <laughs> as the witches in the back we, we we storm into the we start we start in the audience just lying lying on chairs across students sometimes and we we pick up the bags we we put the gla- their glasses on and we just mess with them for good how long? When we're being self-indulgent, about five minutes. When, when, we when, 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 when you're being says, self-indulgent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, when everyone's being self-indulgent. And then, then finally someone on the stage goes, when shall we three yeah. meet again? And that's when we start the play. We, but yeah, we've we, had... uh, we, we like to see our play being very immersive and just kind of, I don't know, as, as a performer, I feel like I need your attention constantly. So I, I am going to get your attention no matter what happens here so like we, we do kind of do everything to kind of keep them on the toes and to keep the audience awake especially with a young audience too yeah we, definitely. we, uh, we Im- Im- impromptu sang a, a whole round of happy birthday once didn't we and got the whole whole oh, yeah. to sing happy yeah. birthday to a kid it was, just it was two people well yeah, so, yeah, it was great so as, as the witches we'd finish singing happy birthday to someone but then it was somebody else's birthday and then we had to sing happy birthday to them again. <laughs> but, we did, but we made sure we did the second one really begrudging because we'd already done it, <laughs> which made everybody laugh. That is brilliant. So talking about audiences, you do take this show into schools. And um, Clem, do you want to talk about how like children react um, to Shakespeare? Like 
how do the audiences react? And like you've just touched on it, Lee, like younger audiences, they do need more, not more energy, but more like fast pace to keep them entertained, don't they? So. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, thanks for thanks for the big boy answer. They can jump in again because that because I I will I'll fumble at some point. Um, but the 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 I, the way that children react. I think if you give if you give children, especially in workshopping, and, and my my experience is predominantly predominantly in teaching and working directly with children and, and workshopping. Um, th- if you give a hundred percent, sometimes, especially in high schools, they'll give you fifteen percent back. Mm-hmm. And so. Yeah. You, uh, uh, it's a cliche but you need to give above 100% you need to really go for it and especially in the first five or ten minutes capture their attention get their get them on board win them over with some funny jokes get them actually interacting and realizing this isn't a traditional play um, show them and, something uh, different sorry show them something different I think that's like yeah. you know like the witches it's, it's a very different beginning to anything else it there is you like change or something for them Sorry, and there's there's something about theatre and education as well that that does sometimes, and and I think um, we've talked about this before, but sometimes it doesn't have the the it has back in the it has not the best reputation for being um, I- engaging, for being funny, for being on their level. It's quite from a from a teacher's perspective maybe, or from from how it's supposed to be shown. And what we do is bring it down to their level. We bring it down to children's level and make sure that they're fully engaged we're talking to them on their level and using their language um and we get all all kinds of reaction raucous laughter people people um yeah coming up to us afterwards it, it makes us feel great when we, people ask for our signatures in a school yeah i think well, i think just um, to add, add to clem's point there a lot of theater and education is issue-based so it's it's a lot on bullying. It's a lot on yeah. You know, don't smoke, and you get the sense when you go into schools that they've already had a few theatre and education companies in there, and it's been a bit condescending for them um, at mm-hmm. times. You, they, they, they tell us, "Oh, the theatre the theater company we had in just talked down to us," and mm-hmm. we I think we all had theatre theatre troops come into our schools when we were um, in primary and secondary education that were less than inspiring and um it's it, it that's that's something we've always kind of worked against we've, we've kind of worked against this against the stigma of theater and education so much that we call it creative education actually <laughs> we've yeah. we decided to yeah we we decided to rebrand the whole art form um, <laughs> why, not? why not why not we've, we've, had teachers, we've had teachers take bets on how rubbish like how bad we will be because we're we're a theatre and education company. We'll go into the staff room. They're like, "Oh, we thought you would be like terrible." Yeah, I've lost a fiver today because of you. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah like you see, so. I'd, I'd I'd have a different view because I think um, for for teachers that you know you must be a godsend because it's a simple way, firstly, for them to sit down and watch somebody else doing it, but for the the kids to see Shakespeare performed in an entertaining way. And, you know, not only do you kind of um, give them Shakespeare that they can understand, but there's all kinds of kind of activity packs and and sheets that that go with it. So, my God, it's it's a godsend for a a lot of teachers because this is the you are the conduit for them engaging with with serious literature. Are you are you okay for us to put that on our website? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, plug it. 
Why not? Yeah, we'll, we'll go for that. I think also you, you, we, we're trying our best now to do stuff digitally, and I'm sure every organisation out there is doing stuff digitally. Yeah. And 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 I mean, I know we 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 might talk in the future, but we've got stuff at the moment to go out into schools, filmed on location, um, theatrical quality plays. Uh, to go out to schools along with lesson plans, recorded lessons, activity sheets, like you say, um, for a very reasonable price. Um, uh, so, so it is something that we we want to get out there as much as possible. And and I've got to be honest, we have to we have to talk about the things we're not great at, and the things we're not great at are, are marketing ourselves. We love performing, we love being yeah. out there, we love yeah. workshopping. Um, and I think every actor and every I don't know every person in this sort of industry sometimes struggles with that that side of things when we love performing mm. that's what we want to do um but getting out there this is why your podcast is so brilliant guys and um, so thanks thanks very much for doing it you, you, oh, you let stop it yeah. you i'll pay you a tenner later <laughs> <laughs> but what, what what's bookings looking like now that um schools are returning um are, are, are bookings coming back or have you got plans to get back in school uh, before the end of this um, academic year yeah, yeah, absolutely. we've got we've got a couple of couple of little um, couple of things coming in, quite a few things coming in. Obviously, we've got the the, the online digital offering, um, but people have yeah. got in touch with us to ask us specifically to come in. Um, at the moment, we're talking with an alternative uh, an alternative provider, an alternative provision uh, school uh, up in uh, somewhere north. I can never remember the locations. I just get in get in Alex's van and turn up. Hope for the best. And um, we've yeah. got a, a whole number. We're hoping to get back in schools, and they are picking up. But teachers are so busy at the moment. They're so busy. Yeah. And I think that they're quite, it's quite hard to get into this. The reality of this kind of thing as well, it's quite hard to get into schools most of the time because their secretaries act as like bouncers oh, to get yeah. in there. They, you know, they get so many calls. They just, they're not, they're not interested um, yeah. on, on certain things. Um, so sort of any barriers to get a theatre company in, then some, you know, it, it just becomes more and more difficult because, um, you know, at the minute, it, it's it's a risk as well. So it mm -hmm. it'll be interesting mm -hmm. to see how it goes from here. Uh, but we have other stuff which is helpful yeah. to us. Yeah, but I, I also think um, you know the kids, uh, especially the kids that have been doing the homeschool and everything, have been looking at videos for so long now. It would just be great to see live performance right. again. And yeah. I think the schools are looking forward <clears throat> to that yeah, as, as well. We're we're hopeful that come come like the summer term where the weather's a bit better we can do some outdoor things i know that some schools yeah. have been contacted yeah. saying like we have an outdoor space um and and I, in terms of theater that's going to be one of the more that's going to be one of the first bits of theater that come that is allowed to be back and it's probably going to be more of the safer forms of theater as well so hoping like as as the weather gets progressively better more schools will then start to, to get in contact and we can do some more outdoor, outdoor well, stuff. Talking about outdoor stuff, Clem, I saw a, a mention on your website about the Canal and River Trust. How, how did you get involved with that? What kind of stuff did you do with them? Uh, they were they were brilliant. Um, that was a really wonderful project where we took a group of around 20, 17 and oh. 17, 18 year old sixth form students over from Stratford in East London um, to Stratford-upon-Avon on a canal boat. And oh, wow. wow. Oh. It, it wasn't one canal boat. We had a whole flotilla. There was yeah. like four canal boats of, of kids and wow. one one, we were one canal boat of. Uh, yeah. So we had like five canal boats in total. I think if wow. that's, that's picking up on Alex, <laughs> it was a flotilla. Yeah. 
Um, and, and we uh, we also typical say, of you, Alex, to go overboard. Hey, hey. <laughs> sorry, it has to be done. It has to be done. Yeah, we also we also on that project we made Midsummer Night's Dream with them while they they were on their way there. So they had like a week to do that, and then they got to perform at the Dell at the Dell Outdoor Theatre, the RSC too because yeah. the RSC kind of part funded the projects as well so it was it was pretty amazing and the, the, like yeah. it was a really great had, some of the kids hadn't been out of London before so they, they, as soon as you kind of got out of London they were like this is a, a very strange new world and even in London on canal boats it's, you know it's not a, a not a normal activity for a, 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 yeah. a, yeah. a 19 year old um, so they were quite like blown away by a different side to London, and then as soon as we kind of got more and more out in the countryside and stuff, it was, it was a, a real, ex, a real experience for them. Yeah, yeah I bet it was. And we also I, like I the... just like um, I, I like Clem's um, definition of um, we're playing somewhere in the north. I, I just love. That. <laughs> I, I'm just glad he's not the driver for you. <laughs> Sometimes is that's the worry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. In terms of um, <laughs> well, in like, terms well, of like the, canal. the future, it's well Sorry? like the canal project, Bob. It's well like the canal project. Uh, yeah, one way. Yeah, you can't get lost on the canal. <laughs> in terms of um, the the future, then what what are your uh, plans for the short term and longer term future? Um. Well. Short term, we've we've got a few outdoor bookings just just come in as we said, um, mm. so we're we're we're, we're going to look to put together some sort of application to the Arts Council to re-rehearse our show, which went up to mm. the Edinburgh Fringe last year or was it the year before now? Yeah, I can't before. remember. It's been so long, hasn't it? Mm. Yeah, so long. Yeah, so we're looking to get a, a bit of funding not only to re-rehearse that show but to also um, adapt it so we can use it as. Uh, an outdoor an outdoor show mm. and maybe extend it a little bit so venues can put an interval in there and make a bit of money uh, through you know drinks and uh, concessions and things like that um but yeah i think we're just we're just what we're trying to do is we're just trying to get back out there now doing all the little things that we were doing um and luckily thanks to lockdown we've had the experience of making sort of video content as well which has been really well received so oh that's been fun and I feel like, yeah, we've got a couple of, more than a couple of strings to our bow at the minute, which I think can lead in many, many fresh and exciting directions. <laughs> I love Fantastic. that. Um, yeah, oh, we haven't, right. have we, I don't think we've spoken much about the touring side. Can we? No, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, well, take that it away. Because you, you, you are a national company, aren't you? How did you get into it? And what, what places do you go to? How does all that work? For a minute, I well, thought you were um, a national treasure. I was like, thanks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, originally, we, we just got a random booking from um, a Shakespeare festival in Morecambe, of all places. Uh, it was called the Bard by the Beach Festival. Really good idea for a festival. And um, they, they asked us if we'd come and do uh, Romeo and Juliet, was, wasn't it? boys yeah uh yeah romeo yeah juliet. romeo no yeah Ro romeo and juliet for them and we'd we'd never done yeah. a we'd never done a public performance yeah. before we'd never charged anyone for tickets to come and see anything that we were involved in and uh they just they were absolutely over the moon with it like the energy i remember the energy in the room afterwards like people were just yeah. 
no one really left. Everybody just stayed in the room to chat to us. Well, yeah. yeah. Which I don't know if that's because they don't get many visitors in Morecambe or not. <laughs> cut that out. I did, well, I, did, I, did, I, did I was looking at um, Caitlin's face when you mentioned Morecambe and it just dropped. You've, you've hit a sore <laughs> subject on Morecambe. Because right. as a daunting Cleavey's girl, she looks down her nose at Morecambe. No, I don't. No, I don't. The Bay was filmed in Morecambe. Uh, yeah, it's on a few little things. Yeah, yeah I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so Morecambe was, was the start of it. Where did you go from Morecambe? Well, at that point, we realised, you know, actually, commercially, there might be some, there might be more we can do here. Um, and Romeo and Juliet has always kind of been our most performed play just because it's it's quite it's got quite an easy through line to it that you know is easy is easy to educate i think to young people and children uh so we just we, we thought let's try it and we we hired a producer um and uh we we just asked them to get us into venues and we we did um a, a quite a, quite a short rehearsal for us actually it was quite a long rehearsal period but but for anybody else it'd be short but in five days adapt um rehearsing the show which to us is uh luxurious yeah. Over anything over, yeah anything over six hours is like amazing <laughs> yeah oh six oh, but you can over rehearse can't you, you yeah can, you like... over rehearse this late <laughs> there is over rehearsing and then there's yeah. also, I, think. <laughs> I think we're the two ends of the spectrum um <laughs> but yeah we uh we, so we put together um a new version of Romeo and Juliet that was an hour long, and it, um, we 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 did a little R and D performance, a little showing in the Everyman Theatre, which you may have heard of. Yeah, and um, it's we learned very quickly that we couldn't take our attitude from theatre and education into theatres. Um, oh. It still makes me shudder this uh, because our, our attitude when we're especially at the beginning of any of our plays when we're in theatres is high energy anarchy get them on side get them you know be in their faces make sure that they are listening to you at the very least it's almost like in schools it's almost like a pack mentality this is their space and you have to you have to you know i don't want to say be in the the top dog or anything because that's all loaded with horrible images but um yeah you have to kind of you have to assert yourself a little bit and we did that in this 50-seater room, which was our little showing space, and just absolutely terrified everybody in the room. <laughs> came out, yes, come on, let's go. <laughs> and there was children on uh, children on people's laps just clenching the mothers <laughs> for safety. And at that moment, we're like, right, okay, we may have to dial this down a little bit and adapt it. And, uh, yeah, from that, we got lots of feedback. And luckily, uh, the Pleasance, which is one of the big four venues in the Edinburgh, booked us. Um, wow. Yeah, we did we did our first full run, and uh, it was it went amazing. To be honest, yeah. mm-hmm. um, people really enjoyed it. We got really good reviews, and um, yeah, we even ended up on Scottish TV, which we we, we had no idea about. No, yeah, yeah, last, found that last year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we did. Didn't we in the in, in the last week of uh, Edinburgh, usually the kids um, go to school um, in the last week. They, so Edinburgh's in the summer holidays, so they they, they return early. Um, yeah. Especially compared to our children, they go back mm. like th- two weeks early. Um, so there's just no kids there from like the, the second week in. But we, our audiences went up and we had no idea why. We just thought, oh, word of mouth, we must be amazing. Wow. But it turns out 
It turns out an interview that me and Clem filmed as Romeo and Juliet having a bicker and throwing sausage rolls at each other in the Pleasance Courtyard was broadcast <laughs> on STV every night at about six o'clock in the wow. Edinburgh section. And we had no idea. <laughs> we only found out last year. So, the, yeah, the ticket sales, like, jumped because of that. And so from there, we kind of, we, we start, from there, what, what people don't realise about the Edinburgh Fringe is it's actually a, tra- it's a, it's a showcase. It's a trade show. You take your shows up there, producers yeah. and uh, bookers from different venues yeah. come and watch your show yeah. and they decide if they want it. And from there, that's how you book your tour for the rest of the year. So uh, luckily wow. we, had quite a few, we had quite a few takers and from there we've been to the Lyric Hammersmith, we've been to the Beggar's Theatre, mm-hmm. we've been yeah. to uh, the Underbelly South Bank, South Bank of uh, London, which was great because that's where Shakespeare roamed back in the day. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, what other what other venues have we done that people might know? Oh, so long ago. Great now. chat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can tell you can tell I book the venues, can't you? Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, Don't uh, ask Clem; from- it'll be yeah. like down south. No, yeah. in high school we've been to. We've been to uh, Bishop Eaton. Loads of different. <laughs> There's yeah, two venues, with... north and south. That's all. There's two <laughs> venues. Yeah. Well, really, and, no. <laughs> yeah. And so, and and so, we repeated. We repeated it again this year. We uh, last year we did Midsummer Night's Dream this time, and uh, had a, had another really good run at the Pleasance. Got better reviews this time than we did the first year. And uh, you out. Just, just as we were about to start our, I think it was like thirty six. Oh yeah, we sold out as well, which was good. Um, just before we're about to start our 36 day 36 day tour, uh, Corona happened, unfortunately. So yeah. But in fairness, that shows you the potential that that's there because you yeah. know when you're back on the road, you'll be better and you'll be rested and have new ideas and whatever. So I, I just think it's brilliant. You've got such a, a great opportunity ahead of you now. I, I just think it's brilliant. Yeah. So thanks very much for coming on the show. I'll tell you what what we've got to do, though. Um, How can people find out about uh, the Rubbish Shakespeare Company? Tell us your website and social medias and things. Um, I mean, if you just Google Rubbish Shakespeare Company, I think we'll be the only thing that comes up. Um, (laughs) uh, uh, Well, I think you might. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think you're wrong there, Alex. <laughs> Everything is basically Rubbish Shakespeare Company. So website, rubbishshakespearecompany.com. Facebook, Rubbish yeah. Shakespeare. Instagram, Rubbish yeah. Shakespeare. Uh, Twitter, Rubbish Shakes. Yeah, Rubbish rubbish Shakes, yeah, that's rubbish right. Shakes. Um, I'll, I'll rubbish give people a clue. Just don't, I mean, I know our initials are the RSC, and I know when you think RSC, you think <laughs> us. But there's another <laughs> company out there. Yeah, um, so the yeah, yeah, there's another company with a lot more state support than us out there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, finding their way through the artistic landscape. I love it. Did you choose the name on purpose, like the RSC? Like, or yeah, so when we started, where does it come the, from? The, it, it, it kind of comes from the, the street, the street theatre. So we would say, ladies and gentlemen, we are the RSC, the Robert Shakespeare Company, and and it kind of, <laughs> it, and it also bit. kind of link links in with that kind of like the little thing of like our props were like just rubbish. You know, they they, they came out of this like yeah. little bin yeah. um, that we put on like 
So is, is the, the bin bigger now? Can... Have you just got a bigger bin? Oh, we, we, we've upgraded to some, we've got boxes now. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh pushing boxes. the boat out there. <laughs> okay. yeah. You know you've hit the big time now. Yeah, so to be honest, we do we less. We go to schools and, and like the teachers are going like looking us up and we're just carrying a box and they're a bit like, well, who are these guys? Like, just got a, a box. And oh yeah, <laughs> on, numerous of, on numerous occasions we have had, is that it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not, even, even, not not after the show. Yeah. <laughs> even when we go to like professional events, I think we went to that Lyric Hammersmith and uh, they had like a whole team ready to like set us up and everything. We just came in this box and we're like, okay, we're good. One of the biggest arguments we've had is about uh, lighting. <laughs> about how how do we like the show and i'm like we don't want any lighting oh you know, just, just turn on the lights we'll just do with the lighting like that <laughs> and he's like no come on now it's the theater yeah we, we, have have to, to we, have to talk, we have to we have to talk and by talk i mean shout alex into <laughs> having stage lights rather than just house lights on for the whole show yeah that's just great it's, it's the, it was that ethos of that kind of badness and just kind of make it kind of yeah I don't know. It's plain I as remember, possible. I said, us, we had, I said we have to compromise because it's a different um, it's a different form. Like you've compromised by putting on shoes in public places. <laughs> yes, yes that's, that's, that's a good analogy. Yes. Alex, we've all got to make compromises, mate. We've all And now when we did Midsummer Night's Dream, I was like, do you think we could get a smoke machine? Oh. <laughs> wow! And, and, Lee, and Lee was like, "No, that's a bit. That's a bit too much. It's a bit, bit that. You bit can have a light, but a smoke machine. Yeah. yeah, it's just because I, I, I never in, in, in five years' time, we'll come back and you'll be like Pink, Pink Floyd in terms of your special effects. <laughs> yeah, laser show. Yeah. Fantastic! Oh well, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on our podcast. So yeah, um. Oh, Thank we need to do us. our side now. Plug our bit, don't we, Bob? And I always forget well. <laughs> we are likemindedproductions.co.uk. You can find us. You can email us if you like it. If you don't like it, please don't email us. I'm joking. Um, <laughs> leave reviews <laughs> and all that malarkey and subscribe. But yes, thank you so much for joining us. And yeah, um, Bob, what are you doing for the rest of the week? Well, uh, the good news, uh, Caitlin, is I got vaccinated yesterday. So no way. Now, so now Bill Gates knows how boring my life is. Um, he knows about your two budgies. Monitored this. So <laughs> now I've got to do interesting things. So I, I'm trying to think of something interesting to do within the next week. Um, wow. Just so Mr. Gates had something to watch. watch. <laughs> and are you I'm feeling all right, though? You're not dying, um, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I feel okay. I've just got an enormous sex drive. That's, that's the scary side effect of it. Well, if, if, Alex, if Alex doesn't wear shoes, I did notice we haven't seen below your waist, Bob, and I didn't want to ask. <laughs> well, that, that's for very good reasons. No, he has to cover his budgies up in, in the other room so that they don't make a noise. But it's like, I'm just covering my budgies up. I'm like, okay, whatever you do on a Saturday night is up to you, Bob. I'm sure, sure his budgies are a euphemism for anything else. I'm not sure. I haven't, I've not actually seen your budgies. Oh, no, I have once. I've seen your budgies once. <laughs>
Everyone's seen I my don't butt cheeks. Know, everybody, thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, thank you so much for Rubber Shakespeare for coming on. We'll see you. See you again, everyone. Bye see you now. next week. Bye. 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 Bye.